This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Joining us now, we've got our good buddy uh, Ryan Wood of the Green Bay Press-Gazette. Let's bring him in. Do you want to know what's going on at 1265 Lombardi Avenue? What's next for the pack? Let's check in with our green and gold insider, Ryan Wood of the Green Bay Press-Gazette. Brought to you by Thomas Marola Law Offices. Divorce, child custody, and other family law needs. Go with experience. Go with Thomas Marola. Online at marolalaw.net or call 414-327-5800. Ryan Wood of the Green Bay Press-Gazette joining us on the Schneider Orange Hotline. So let's start with the injuries, Ryan, and who looks as if they will come back from injury. Let's start there. Well... Devontae Adams and Kenny Clark were full participants in practice yesterday. So if you thought Devontae Adams was frustrated by not playing against the Falcons when he wasn't a full participant, imagine if he doesn't play this week. I've got to think that that both those guys are going to play. Um, If you're full, if if there's no restrictions, those guys are going to be on the field. Uh, After that, it it gets murkier. You know, Rashawn Gary, who missed, uh, was inactive against the Falcons with the ankle, was still limited yesterday. Um, And, you know, the two guys that are on IR, therefore not on the injury report, Kamal Martin and, and Equinemia St. Brown, I, I don't think it'd be any surprise whatsoever if they stayed that way this week on, on IR and, and not reactivated to the 53. So this team going into this game after the bye week, we saw what uh, the Buffalo Bills just did or didn't do. We saw Kansas City get beat. The unbeatens have sputtered. Is there any fear that uh, the, the the Packers had a rhythm going offensively? Is there any fear that because of the timing of this early bye week that this offense could then take a little more oomph to get it going again? You know, I, it would seem to make sense that, that maybe this, this bye week didn't come at the best time because it disrupts the rhythm and the momentum that this team had going for itself. But Matt LaFleur kind of – he, he kind of dismissed that idea, saying that it, it allowed them extra time to get their guys healthy and, and rested. So he was happy with where, where the bye week happened. Now it might not be enough for for Kevin King. You know, he left uh, the Monday night game against the Falcons with that quadricep, and he's still not on the field. Doesn't look great for this week, but everyone else has really benefited from from having that that week. So I, I think that this is a team that prioritized having a, an extra week off, not having to play, resting their bodies because they were banged up with some pretty critical guys over the momentum. Now we'll see, right? We'll, we'll see Sunday if that's the case, but um, that's, that's the way they looked at it. Um, then the Packers, defensively speaking, we were looking at some of the analytics, and they're moving Preston around, and I know that uh, Mike Pettin had talked about that, that the numbers are down, but there's some validation as to why the numbers are down. It's not like he's playing poorly, but you tell me what you see. 
I see a guy that's dropping a lot in coverage, and it makes sense. You know, Kyler Fackrell, when he left in free agency this spring, it was easy to think that that wasn't going to be a big difference with this defense because he had the double-digit sack season two seasons ago, but he didn't do much as a pass rusher. There wasn't much production getting after the quarterback this past season. He fell behind the Smiths uh, and even, frankly, Rashawn Gary. Well, the thing that Kyler Fackrell did very well was drop in coverage. That's part of the job requirement as an outside linebacker. Sometimes you have to drop. Think back to Clay Matthews. He, he did that a lot with his load season with, with, with Mike Patton. So that, that job requirement still there. It has to be swallowed up somewhere by someone, and it's been Preston Smith to take the bulk of that, that job duty. He, he's dropping in coverage more. Um, the reality at outside linebacker is that this position has shrunk from four to three. They're three deep at outside linebacker. Now, those three guys are all very good, right? The Smiths and Rashawn Gary has, has had a, a much more productive early start to his season. Um, but that's still, when you go from four to three, you're, you're, you're spreading out the responsibilities more than you were previously. And, and that's, that, there's no question that's affected Preston Smith as, as a pass rusher. So my question is, because you're a guy that's looking for statistics, you're a guy that's looking for measurables, obviously wanting to get another contract. Does, is this something he, you talk to him, is this, he enjoy doing this? Is this something that he feels like it's really been fulfilling in that aspect? Or, I mean, I, last year they were so successful just pinning their ears back and going after the quarterback. Yeah. You know, I I asked him point blank a couple of years ago, a couple of weeks ago, uh, what, what he thought of dropping more. And he was just very matter of fact about it. He said, you know, the reality is that I'm the will rusher in this system and that that's the job. And, and, you know, there wasn't really any frustration there. It's just, it's just the reality that, that, that he's facing right now. So, um, you know, if, if there is frustration, it's been, it's been behind the scenes, um, and and can't really speak to that Uh, publicly. He's, he said everything that, that he needs to say. Uh, what about the uh, the offense? Going back to it, uh, you're looking at Aaron Jones, who's had a tremendous start to the season. Jamal Williams and, and even Aaron Rodgers alluded to it. They threw to him eight times out of the backfield the last game. Is that something that they're going to continue to expound upon as they continue to look for more and more weaponry? Or once you get Devontae Adams back, suddenly all of that starts to get reined back in? I think a large part of it is who the opponent is and what they're trying to take away. This is an offense that, that can do a lot of – they're very multiple offensively. They do a lot of things. It's kind of a pick-your-poison. This is not an offense that's going to try to stick with one thing, even if it's going into the teeth of the defense, whether or not that's throwing it to Devontae Adams ten times when he's being constantly double-covered or running it between the tackles with Aaron Jones a lot, even against a loaded box. They're going to look at what the defense does, and they're going to adapt and adjust accordingly. That's when you know you've got a really good offense because it's not one thing that they can take away and, okay, that, now you've got to shut down. There's multiple things that they can do. So will, will they have you know the, the, the two running backs, Jamal Williams and Aaron Jones, on the field together? Well, la- the last time they were on the field, they, they, they didn't have Devontae Adams. They didn't have Alan Lazard. They, it was really game plan specific to adjust for what they didn't have at receiver that led to those guys sharing the field together. And they, it looked good uh, for, for one game. Ultimately, you, you want Devontae Adams back on the field, and that probably means going with less Aaron Jones and Jamal Williams together. Uh, but over the long term, that, that's a look that certainly wouldn't be surprised if, if they, you saw it again at some point this season. 
I'll go back to the defense because I started going through the pro football focus grades after the first four weeks, five weeks of the season. Packers coverage unit, uh, when it comes to their uh, their pass coverage, uh, top 10 now. Uh, originally, they started at 11 this season. They've steadily climbed their way up. Talk about how good this has been. And obviously, the injury to Kevin King can hurt this. But uh, nevertheless, I mean, Jair Alexander is now considered one of the top five corners in the league, wouldn't you think? You know, it's hard for me to – I'm curious what you think. I, I, it's hard for me to know how to look at Jair Alexander because on one hand, he doesn't give up much of anything. Look at Calvin Ridley's game log for the first five games of this season. Triple digits all the way across the board and nothing against Jair Alexander. That's incredible. I mean, that, that right there is a wonderful testament to who Jair Alexander is, right? The one thing that elite cornerbacks do and, and they have in common is that they take the ball away. And that's the one part of Jair Alexander's game that's missing. He, he doesn't take the ball away near with the frequency that, that you'd expect from an elite corner. He's got right. four picks in two seasons and four games. So he doesn't give up much. He, he doesn't get a lot of opportunities to take the ball away, but there are there. I mean, he dropped the interception at the two, right, right after the two-minute warning against Drew Brees in week three. There are opportunities there. He dropped a couple last year against Phillip Rivers with the L.A. Chargers. Um, so, it's, it, you know, on one hand, he doesn't give up much. On the other hand, there's a clear next step for him to take, I think, to, to enter that, that pantheon of top five guys in the league right now. I completely agree. Uh, he has never had great hands when it comes to catching the football. I mean, even you go back to his college tape, and there's a few, but there's not a lot. He never led his conference or came close to leading his conference in picks. However, uh, the guy has just got smothering coverage. And the biggest thing for him that I've, I've – much like Sam Shields – He's got turn-and-go speed. So even if he gets burned or he tries right. to bait you into a throw, he's got turn-and-go closing speed that, that you just can't teach. There's something innate about it, and I think that's what makes him so good because they don't want to throw in that direction because he can catch up to balls. So that has been, I think, his saving grace is the fact that he has just got the ability to turn and go, and you're not going to blow past him. And if you do, he's got the ability to run you down, which which is what makes him dangerous. And, and, and why that's such a good strength of his is because it, it eliminates mistakes. He, he's got the flexibility to make mistakes and then erase them because of that mm -hmm. speed. That, that's why it's, it's, it's good to have, have that. You know, he's always near the league lead and defended passes, and there's a good reason. That, that smother ability, like you said. He's, he's, he's all over receivers. I think you just like to see more of those defended passes converted into turnovers because that, that's when you really start to impact games and, and, and tilt the field. That's when you go from the difference of being Jay Alexander to being on the same level of his, as a Darrell Rivas, right? Absolutely, absolutely. It's it's one thing to be your own island to be able to take out a receiver, but to do that and to take the ball away is is kind of and it's something that Jay Alexander's he's mentioned he he knows. But here's here's the thing: if you look at historically, the great interceptors, the the the, the corners that that are great at at taking the ball away. They've always been that way. It's not something. Mm -hmm. It's not a skill that you historically start to to take on year three, year four. Usually, if you're a great intercepting cornerback, you're like that as a rookie, as a year two guy. It's early in your career, so it would be bucking a trend if if Jair Alexander did did flip that and started taking the ball away more. 
Um, it, it's just, you know, it's not to say he can't do that. It's just historically that's not been the way it's been. There's guys that read the eyes and there's guys that read the body. And if you read the body, you tend to be a better defender. If you read the eyes, you tend to be able to kind of anticipate where the ball is. Uh, the problem with that is, though, is that you also then have the ability to bite and get burned. And that was one of the things with Jair Alexander was he's tremendous pass defense. But he did have that tendency at times that, you know, you can get away from him. You, you can get loose because he'll, he'll bite on something. And I think what he's done in the offseason, as opposed to the, the picks and getting the better hands, has been the ability not to bite. And he has not allowed anything really to get deep on him consistently. So, uh, look, if you're not giving up chunk, chunk plays, really that's what you're there to do. You'd like to see him get a couple more picks. But uh, the fact that nobody's getting behind the guy, that, that says something. Uh, Ryan, always a pleasure, buddy. And we'll look forward to the reports coming up next week, okay? All right, take care. Appreciate it, pal. There you go. Ryan Wood of the Green Bay Press-Gazette joining us for a couple of minutes on the Schneider Orange Hotline. Schneider hiring drivers right now. You work hard. They treat you fair. 80-plus years. They've been getting it done. Call them 844-PRIDE to go to schneiderjobs.com. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.